Welcome to the Relisha Blocks podcast. I am your host, Victoria Bond. Join me as we chat about mindset, consciousness, and turning up your potency so you can get clear on your divine mission here on earth. I'm a spiritual empowerment coach. I use intuition, mediumship, and life coaching with my clients so they can create the life they truly desire. I believe we are here to be wealthy and healthy. If you desire more of this in your life, then this is the podcast for you. My mission is to share my knowledge of entity clearing, shifting limiting beliefs, and becoming more conscious within our bodies and minds so we can fulfill our life's purpose. I will be bringing you weekly podcasts with interviews, solos, and pre-recorded juicy lives from my socials. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and if you do, I would love you to please follow me here and find me at Holistic Energy Shifting on Facebook, where you can find a heap of free inspiration and information to shift the energy and grow abundance. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Relational Blocks Podcast. Today, we have one of my favorite people, Donna Lessa, here. So welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today on today's show, Donna. Hello. Thank you for having me. So great having you here. And um, so I'm just going to have a little bit of a chat about who you are, in case people yep. don't know about you, um, so they can find you and all that type of jazz. So you are a business and strategy coach. So your tagline basically is amplifying women's voice for global change through human behavior, mindset, and strategy. So I've got to say, guys, Donna has been coaching me since last year. So up until recently, Donna has been my go-to for all of my business, all of my strategic, all of my um, my mindset and all that type of stuff. And that's why this was a must. Thank you so much for choosing to be here. So I really want to um, just touch base about what's been happening for you this year as well. So you haven't always been in this place. You're currently in New Zealand. You were in Bali and you've actually been traveling around with your fiance who will now, I just want to say, will be your husband because (laughs) you are getting married. So that's super, super exciting. Congratulations for that. And you've been traveling around the world and you decided, you chose alongside your beautiful husband, Caleb, to create a life that you desired, to be the voice for these women, to help them by amplifying their voices. And it is very clear to see on your Facebook pages, which I'm sure everybody else will go to, and all your podcasts and all of everything that you do, that you had a great time doing it and building it. You weren't sitting there hustling. You were literally living the life of your dreams. So, of course, things change because of COVID. Yes. so, which we will actually talk about because you've actually got some great chats on your pages about COVID and you you actually were really open about that. And I came to you and I said, Donna, how am I supposed to help people make money and get the reach in the middle of this? And you gave some phenomenal stuff. So you guys make sure you go check that out. So when you chose to chase your dreams, so how many years ago was that now? Three or four? Oh, yeah. So I started coaching back in 2014. And this is a really important part, I think, for everybody to hear. It wasn't until 2017 that I started making consistent income. 
the reason why I share that is because I think that for so many of us, we see all of these stories about how, you know, overnight, you know, I have a six figure business, all this sort of thing. And for me, it was not like that at all. Like it just felt like, what is that magical thing that people have that gets people to go, here's my money, (laughs) you know, and pay for the service that I'm offering. And so for a long time there, I just felt so frustrated and I had inconsistent income. And it wasn't until 2017 that I started to make consistent income enough to go part-time in my job. And then in 2018, I actually left my job. So we've been, I've been full-time ever since in the business and basically, you know, did the trifecta of like leaving my job, um, going and packing up my house and going to Bali and, you know, just traveling the world. So it was a massive leap of faith. I literally was one of those moments where I kind of ran off the cliff and I was like, please, somebody save me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was all worth it. Honestly, it was the biggest risk I've ever taken and the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Wow. And now you're just about to marry the love of your life. You're creating your dream business. I mean, when I say creating, I mean, you have created it, but we are constantly in a state of creating and shifting and changing and growing. And that's what I've experienced with you as well as a coach is you helped me be in this continuous. So with the strategy that you teach about, but also the mindset. So then anything that comes your way, you can deal with it and you can actually pivot when you're choosing to. But so... I love that you wanted to share that it actually took you a few years to get there. So a lot of people say, oh yeah, overnight, how do they do that? But it was actually a process for you. And it's like you filled yourself up and then you took that jump. Yeah, that's exactly it. So the thing, the massive gap that I didn't understand back then that I see so clearly now (laughs) is I look back on that. And the reasons why I wasn't successful is because at that point in time, and actually has nothing to do with business, by the way, the reasons why I wasn't successful, it was all internal stuff. So I was the most codependent doormat you've ever met in your life. (laughs) And so I was in this on and off narcissistic relationship. I was putting up with this stuff that I shouldn't have been putting up with. I didn't realize it at the time and, you know, probably even didn't realize it until maybe the last, you know, year or two that it extended past this narcissistic relationship I was in. There were friends that, you know, I'd catch up with them and it was always about them or, you know, even family members, you know, that sort of thing. I just kind of realized I was surrounded by all these narcissistic personalities. And what I didn't realize at the time was that was a big part of what held me back. I didn't want to upset the apple cart or I was too scared to use my voice or get my message out there because, you know, what if nobody liked it or, you know, maybe it wouldn't connect or what if I hurt somebody in my family or, you know, and I just did not back myself. And it wasn't until I started healing all of that, that then I started to have the clarity around, oh, this is what I need to share in business. So I used to do narcissistic coaching before I went into the business and mindset space. And the reason for that is because after finally leaving that relationship, I was like, well, I know everything about narcissism. (laughs) Um, Like I studied it ridiculous amount um, whilst I was getting out of mind. That's actually part of the grieving process. So grieving process for narcissism is actually different to normal grieving. There's that extra step of a lot of people will go into over-research mode to try and normalize what's happening for them. And that's what I did too. And so then by doing that, I was like, well, I know all this stuff about coaching and I know all this stuff about narcissism. Let's pop them together. 
And when I did that, narcissism and codependence wasn't a huge thing. So it was actually the perfect time for me to start putting that stuff out there because nobody really knew about it. And so I had all these people from all around the world going, oh my God, I didn't even know until I spoke to you that this is what I was in. And so I did that for probably about 18 months before kind of getting to a space where it felt quite heavy because, you know, people in that space energetically, they're in a very low energetic frequency because there's a lot of, you know, toxic shame and a lot of, you know, up and down and, you know, realizations that they're having and a lot of grief. Um, And so I just, I felt like it was really heavy. And as much as I loved helping that, I couldn't maintain my energy to give more. And so I was like, well, how else can I use this? And so I went into the space of, well, I've created a business, you know, around the world. I can help other people do that too, whilst getting them to heal all of this stuff. And I think that that's probably, you know, if I was to say, what is your magic thing that you do with people? It's to help them to heal all of that stuff so that they can have, you know, this business that reaches more people. Oh, so beautiful. And I love that because, you know, in my program, people want to learn about business, but I say, I'm sorry, but you have to go through this process. Our our programs are extremely different as well. And it's like, they're like, what? But I just want the strategy and go, but you, you can't have it yet. You know, I'll give it to you, but I really desire for you to go through that. And that's what you actually taught me, Donna, was you know, I said, Hey, Donna, I want your strategy. So the truth be told, I actually bought one program off you um, because that's what I needed. I wanted, but then I got something completely different at the same time because you actually gifted me two pro. I got two programs um, for the price of one type of thing. Cause I really wanted the one that was actually passed. So I actually listened to all the replays because <laughs> that's what I wanted. And it was a strategy and it wasn't until I got deep into it. I was like, this has got nothing about the Facebook lives or this or this or this or this. It actually was the mindset stuff. And that was actually the crying to you and the shifting and all of the stuff where you'd go, okay, Victoria, there's toxic this here, or there's this here. There's this codependent scale, which we're going to talk about today as well for our listeners. And I was like, oh my God. So by you shifting me, I remember the one time I went over to my neighbor to get some eggs and she goes, are you okay? Because I've been crying because you just told me to go do this deserving this exercise where I was letting out all this anger. And I go, and I was all patchy face and I go, I'm fucking amazing. I just had an emotional release. <laughs> I grabbed my eggs and I walked off and she was just like, oh my God. And I was like, oh wow, things are shifting because I'm praising myself for feeling for feeling instead of being in this masculine energy of go, 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 go. I came to you in that energy as well as being codependent. You were like, Hey Victoria, if you do this, this and this and this, and then now I've created this dream business and that's because you could see what I required and that's what you've done. And so I think it's a real beautiful thing that you've gone from the narcissistic kind of relationship coaching, which it still comes in. Let's face it. You still teach about that. But it's really about amplifying this voice, the voice that you didn't have, the voice that you felt like you were this doormat where, you know, you weren't um, being heard, you were trying to conform, you're trying to be this good girl, you're trying to be, you know, the, the people pleaser. And now you're like, well, that's not creating more. So now you are creating more. So going through all of those barriers, I just want to honor you for that because I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you. Look where it's got you. <laughs> you created like, oh my gosh, sorry, I get so excited. On what you've just said there actually brought something to mind. I think that one of the things that happens and, you know, this is partly why I gifted you that extra course because I was like, yeah, I know you want the strategy, but it's not it. (laughs) Um, So I was like, all right, I'll give you what you want, but I'm also going to give you what you need. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
But if you think about it, if you guys look up the, um, it's like the emotional uh, funnel or scale, you know, the one that has kind of like the, the various different emotions that kind of looks like a bit of a funnel mm-hmm. and yes. one of them's a higher frequency and the lower frequency. But basically the reason why you need to work through those different emotions in order to have the business that you want is because most people, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get up to the space of joy. So joy is all the way at the top of the funnel, but they're actually caught down. It's almost like a web. They're caught down by toxic shame and unfelt sadness and unfelt anger and grief and all of those sorts of things. And it's not until we can kind of detach ourselves from that spider web of that, that we can genuinely feel that joy. What most people try and do is they try and jump up to joy and they may jump up there, but then it's always so kind of minimal. It's, it's like for a moment in time, they feel that joy and then bang, they're straight back down again. So it's really important to actually work through that funnel of emotions to get up to that space of like, no, I'm just pure joy. Like I really enjoy my life, you know, and letting go of all of that stuff underneath. That is why we need coaches. Yeah. Can I just take that bit out and send that to everybody that needs coaches? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I've been having some sales calls recently and I do this whole like, oh, I want so much for you. And then what I've actually realized is, when I'm giving them everything on the call, they're feeling that instant feeling of joy up at the top of the funnel. Like you said, I fill them up, but then I feel like, oh my goodness, I've just given them such a disservice because they're going to drop back in because they haven't gone up that funnel. They haven't done that work. No matter like what part of their journey they're in, there's always something else that you require someone to help you with. And I thought I was pretty amazing with my mindset. I've been doing a whole lot of consciousness work for a long time. And then it wasn't until you picked it out that I said, whoa, you know, I'm like, what are you doing to me? But now here I am. And I've never seen a coach do it quite like you. So I know we're we're all different, but you've got this unique ability to, you know, talk about this, the Konark and actually tell it in a gentle way, which I really want to get into um, shortly. But first of all, I want to ask you, what what is this driving force behind you? Because it's something that I really personally want to know. What is this driving force? Because like you said, you know, I'd had enough, I was in this relationship and da-da-da-da-da. But I know there's just so much more and there's something that people are going to resonate with when you answer this question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what is this driving force? What gets you out of bed every day? And I know that other people are going to resonate with this for the businesses they're choosing. So there's a couple of different things um, that kind of pop up around this. I think the first part of it is I didn't think that anyone thought that I would amount to anything. Like I actually think I've exceeded expectations of what my family thought that I would do. And this, by the way, could just be my perception of things. But what it felt like with mum was it kind of always felt like she always said to me, you can always be the best that you can be. But then it almost felt like there were conditions on that. So you can be the best that you can be, but so long as you you know, stay close to me, you don't go too far, don't grow too big, don't grow away from me is the feeling that it was. And again, could just be my perception. Then with dad, it almost felt like, and my stepmom, it always felt like, they didn't believe that I was going to amount to much. Like maybe I would have like a, a corporate job and that'd be it. Like I didn't think that they really believed in me. So I've got this personality where it's like, well, fuck you. But it's, it's very much like, fuck you. If you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to go do it. So there was a little bit of that happening where I think, and that was kind of at the space in 2014 where I was like, well, nobody believes I can do this. So I'm going to do it. 
And also at the time I had this narcissistic relationship, as I mentioned. And when I told him that I was going to start a business, he was like, I never really pictured you as an entrepreneur. Like, are you sure you have what it takes? And again, that was like that triggering me of like, fuck you, the little burning fire at my bum that kind of was like a firecracker. and was like, I'm going to prove you all wrong. So there's a little bit of that, but then it was actually in 2015 or 2016 that things really got to an all-time low. And this is where I think even today it's still, it's still quite emotional for me. So in 2015, I actually fell pregnant and this was with the narcissistic partner that I had at the time. And I realized that I couldn't possibly have a child to him. Um, He just wasn't going to be the dad that I wanted him to be. And if I stayed with him and if I, you know, had these babies, then it wouldn't have worked out. Like it wouldn't have been good life for them or for me. And so part of this was I had to make the grueling decision not to go ahead with that. And it's something that still is very heavy on my heart today Um, and something that I felt a lot of shame around, you know, like it's okay for people to have a miscarriage or something like, well, this is how it feels at least anyway, but it's not okay to make that choice. And so I remember when I did make that choice, one of the things that I promised to them is if I make this choice, I promise you I will make it worth your while. And I promise you that I will create a space that when things are set up for you. You're going to come into this place that you are so fucking welcome into and that I just, you know, I'm so ready for you kind of thing. Um, I can feel myself like starting to get a bit emotional just thinking about that. So that was the first thing. And then, of course, when all of that was happening, he didn't want me to tell anybody that that's a decision that I had made or anything like that. And so the only person as I was grieving through all of that that I could turn to was him. And so I still didn't leave that relationship fully. I was very resentful of him and I was carrying a lot of that anger towards him around, but I still didn't leave it fully. And then in February 2016, I moved into this new apartment and about two weeks after moving into this apartment, I was pulling down the blinds and the blind pole actually fell into my head. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it had done something to my brain. One of my vessels had basically, my blood vessels had expanded and had caused, yeah, it caused a, um, a mini stroke. And so they didn't know that at the time. They basically said to me, I think there's one of three things that have happened. Either you've got a brain bleed, a brain tumor, or you've got a brain disease. So I was sitting in hospital for about a week there. And didn't know what was happening. And, you know, they were doing all these tests and that sort of thing. And I was so angry at myself. I was like, shit, you know, I promised myself with these babies last year that I wouldn't do this, that I wouldn't let it get this, this far, this, you know, I would make a life for them. And I haven't kept that promise. So I was angry at myself. I was shaming myself. I was sad. And I also looked around at that point in time and I was looking around and going, who's here to support me? Like I had some people who were like virtually strangers who were coming in daily, bringing me things into the hospital and everything. And, you know, my narcissistic ex, it took him five days to come in to see me, despite all that was happening. It took my mum about three days to come in and see me. (laughs) And, you know, some of my friends and stuff just didn't really give a shit. And I was like, what have you created here, Donna? Like you're in a job that you don't like. You have friends that are bullshit friends because in one of the toughest moments in your life, they're not here. And on top of all of that, like you're putting up with all this shit with this narcissist. 
And I was like, this is not what I wanted to create. And so the next couple of months after that was a very healing kind of space. It was very like getting rid of all of the toxic people out of my life, getting rid of the people who didn't give a shit about me in that moment where I felt at my very lowest. It was learning more about me. It was investing in me and, you know, getting a coach and that sort of thing. And this is where things started to shift and they shifted so fucking quickly. It was ridiculous. So start of 2017, you know, after doing a lot of healing and crying and getting rid of all of the dead wood out of my life, um, this is where everything really, really started to shift. And I started the business. I had, you know, people just felt like they were flocking to me. Like it was ridiculous. And then probably about a month or two after I'd started the business and all of that happened, I met Caleb, who I'm marrying on Friday. And yeah, I started to create these, like over time, of course, started to create all of these friendships of, you know, people who were my tribe, you know, that if something like that happened, I know that they'd be there in a heartbeat, you know, everything started to shift very, very quickly. And it's basically ever since been like that, you know, it's been in the space where everything that I've wanted and created, I've created from a space of like, you know, really keeping that, that life that I, I had in my mind in those two moments um, you know, really sticking to that promise that I made to myself about it's going to be a better life. It's going to be a better life for any future children I have. And it's also going to be a better life for me. It was almost like I had to bargain with God. Yeah. Um, it was like, if you let me live and you, if you don't let this be a brain tumor or a brain bleed or something debilitating like that, I promise I'll make this better. And so it's like, I had to keep my end of the bargain then. And there was almost this fear, which I think drove me a little bit, that if I didn't keep that, then something would come back and then I'd be in that space again. And I just didn't want that. So I know that that's a really heavy answer, but honestly, like that had to be that heavy to motivate me because it wasn't going to otherwise. Wow. So you chose to live is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And whether it's in a physical capacity or whether it's just a conscious capacity, it's, it's that choice. And it's the same. I hear this with the entrepreneurs. I hear this with successful businesswomen, successful, you know, people like yourself making this massive, massive ripple effect of change in the world. And even with myself, it was that moment. It was that moment, that aha moment, that moment of, I can't choose this anymore. If I do, I'm basically choosing unconsciousness. I'm choosing choosing this lower level and that's not who I am. It's like that moment of, you know, you may not physically die, but that moment of, do I live? And if I live, I'm going to commit to myself right now. And it's like that commitment, like you said, like the bargain with God. Um, for me, it was the same. It was that whole, I'm going to commit to myself no matter what. I could lose everything, but I will still choose me. And that's the one commitment I've stuck to. And it sounds like that's what, you know, that our audience need to hear. Are you choosing yourself? Are you choosing? And thank you so much for sharing that because I know there's so many people out there that that will resonate with in some way, shape or form. And it's a very, very inspiring story. So thank you for being so vulnerable in this space. No, that's okay. I actually feel like it's important to be vulnerable with that because I can't tell you how many women I've had come through and work with me who have had similar stories, but nobody would ever know that that was part of their story because they hold so much shame to it. And shame has shadows. You know, if you leave it in the shadows, then that's where it's going to stay. It's always going to be haunting you. 
So as heavy as it feels to share it with you guys, and it's still like, I can feel it. Like I feel the heaviness in my chest as I'm telling you guys, there's still a part of it that needs to be healed around it. I'm not perfect or anything like that. I'm not going to say I'm fully healed. But at the same time, I think by me sharing that, it allows everybody else to start opening up and start healing themselves a lot more. So it's important, I believe. Absolutely. And I feel like when entrepreneurs show up and coaches show up and we're willing to, you know, choose for ourselves as well, having these platforms to share the stories, to share so then other people can know, you know, oh, Donna, you know, she's so beautiful. And these people all over Facebook, they know what they're doing, da, 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 da. It, it took you three years or whatever. I don't know my maths yet. Three years. And it took me three years to actually finally start reaping those benefits because we never gave up on ourselves. We constantly followed the energy and we chose because our why is bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And unless, you know, and, and our voice, like you say, your whole thing is amplifying voices, uh, women's voices for global change. And that's exactly what you're doing by sharing your voice. So that is so amazing. Oh my goodness. Wow. So with the um, Konark, this is something you know very, very well. So this has been played out your whole entire life by the sounds of it. And I think it kind of has played out a lot in many people's lives, um, just depending on the level of, um, you know, how the intensity of it, I suppose. So with the Konark scale, this is something that you brought into my life, which is I've shared it with my audience as well. And I know there's like a a scale. So there's a scale of Ko and there's a scale of Nark. Now, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. And I suppose one, one of them is, you know, when somebody is changing and shifting, so they're going like you did from, um, codependent and let's face it when I came to you as well I was codependent (laughs) just a little bit just a tiny bit especially in the business because I wanted people to hold my hand and you taught me to level up so when you taught me to level up and I know that that you face this every single day and so do I those people that are leveling up around them the external is changing because they're functioning from the internal so as they're doing that the external so their relationships their friendships their work everything around them is shifting so how does that work? If you are more codependent and say you've got a partner that's a narcissist, but you love him, you want to stay with him, you're working up um, to become more conscious, you're doing work on yourself, personal development. And how does that work with them shifting and allowing you to be less codependent, if that makes sense? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, just so everybody knows, this isn't a model that I made up. Um, This is from a guy called Ross Rosenberg. He has a book called The Human Magnet Syndrome. So I highly, highly encourage go and read that. Um, And I've also got a video on YouTube, which basically explains the different levels of the NARC and CO behaviours. Um, again, not my work though. So I just want to say that I'm like kind of giving that, that contribution to others who have created that. So basically you kind of have five different levels on each side. So just like a really, really quick overview for those of you who've never heard of this before. So you know what we're talking about when I do go into it a bit more. Um, You can only ever attract the level of which you sit on that scale, right? So a level five narcissist will be okay with um, physical, verbal, sexual, financial, all the types of violence or, you know, abuse that you can possibly think of, the level five codependent, whilst they may not like it, will accept that sort of behavior. The level four 
narcissist will do anything. So it will do the verbal financial type abuse, but won't, won't do anything physical. So no like sexual or physical abuse. The level four codependent would never, and this is the line between the two, would never allow any sort of physical stuff, but would allow the emotional and the um, financial and that sort of stuff abuse. At this point, the level four, five narc is not somebody who's likely to change. Yeah, so this is where narcissistic personality disorder kind of comes into it. For the codependent, you can change. So I used to be a level four. That's when I was in that narcissistic relationship and I've moved down the scale towards functionality. Then you've got level three narc, which is like kind of like the everyday relationship. It's where most people will sit at, you know, when they don't have this awareness of the scale. So basically the level three it's just communication issues. It's, they're a little bit more self-focused. They have narcissistic traits, but they don't have narcissistic personality disorder. It's a very big difference between the two things. And the codependent on the other side, you know, she'll again allow this sort of behavior, you know. So this is typically where I find that the woman will go out for coffees with her girlfriend and that sort of thing. And she'll whinge about all the things that he's doing, but she won't actually say, hey, this, you know, hubby, this is what I want from you kind of thing. Or she will and hubby won't hear it and hubby will just walk out of the room or whatever it might be. Yeah, so this is that space where it's not abuse, but it's not healthy communication either. Then you've got the space from three to two, which is the journey that I tend to personally teach people to make through their business and life. So typically I'll attract people who are in that level three space and help them to get down to level two. So what that looks like is it looks like the codependent focusing on being more self-focused and the person who sits on the narcissistic trait side being more others focused. So you almost have to swap roles. Now, one of the questions that comes up a lot around this is, well, how do I get my partner to come here with me? Yeah, because it's important that your partner actually does move down the scale with you. Otherwise, there's a couple of different things that can happen. So either your partner will move down the scale with you, you'll move down towards more functionality Or you'll be kind of like a rubber band. So you want to kind of think like a rubber band stretches, you know, from three to two, but then the partner doesn't want to come with them. So they might fling back into three or they'll stretch that rubber band and the partner won't want to come with them and they'll break the band. Now, one of the things I will always say to my clients is like when I'm explaining this to them is that if you want to make this journey to more functionality, you have to be prepared to know that your partner may not want to follow you there. And there's nothing that you can do about that. Either you're going to choose functionality or you're going to choose to stay where you are and that's on you. I can't make that decision for you kind of thing. So how do you get your partner to go down there with you? (laughs) I think for a lot of women that I've worked with so far and, you know, Caleb and I actually do a little bit of couples coaching outside of this because, you know, we both teach this sort of work. What tends to happen is the women tend to explain this model or show this model, like a video like this or a podcast like this, to their partner and say, Hey, I want to do this work to become more functional, to have this relationship where, you know, it's quite easy and effortless, which it can be. I know for a lot of people, you're listening to this going, what do you mean? It can be easy and effortless. Like you don't actually have to fight. No, you don't. Like you can just have this really fucking cool relationship. Right. So that really is that kind of journey from level three to two. And, you know, I think showing your partner something like this, it gives them, you know, men are very logic, gives them that logical, like, oh, okay, cool, this is what I need to do. And it helps them to go down the scale with you. Now, the thing is to understand is that you can't force an arc to go down the scale with you. So either he's going to want to or he's not. And if he's not, then it's up to you at that point in time to make the choice as to 
whether or not you're going to do that journey or not on your own, knowing that the relationship could fall apart. So that's kind of the journey from three to two. And then at that space, it's not so much, you don't really have like issues in your relationship or anything like that, but it then becomes from two to one. It's like, how did we create this? So when you're going from three to two, it's kind of like the, the narc has to ask themselves, well, what if my codependent partner was right? And the codependent has to ask themselves, what if I was right? So they need to start learning to trust in themselves a little bit more, which is really helpful both in the relationship, you know, because you'll find that it kind of is like the scales are a little bit off in the level three relationship, but in level two, it starts to balance a little bit because you're considering each other at level two to one. It's like, how do we create this? What do we need to do to solve this problem or whatever it might be? By that point in time, the Naki partner is already naturally considering what if the other person was right? And the codependent partner has now formed enough neuropathways in their mind to go, what if I was right? So it then has to be a partnership, which is your two to one. So I think I answered that question. (laughs) Oh, you did that so beautifully. Thank you so much. That was perfect (laughs) because you did that. This just like saves me from asking to explain the scale. (laughs) I should have said that first. I just love that. And so when it comes to... I don't know if this is a silly question, but I'm sure this is a question that some people have. Like a lot of people have got interesting points of views and judgments and considerations of what narcissistic means. Mm -hmm. So like what I mean by that is if you go up to your husband and you say, hey, babe, I'm just working with my coach and she says I'm codependent and you're a narcissist, how do you (laughs) approach that without them going, are you calling me a narcissist? <laughs> because yeah. let's face it, a lot of narcissists are not going to think they're wrong. So depending on whether I add up the scale. So would you actually use those words or and show that scale? Or would you, I know it depends on the situation, but would you just get them to kind of explain, hey, I'm on this journey, I'd like you to come with me? Yeah, so I think it'd be something like, and this is kind of what happened with Caleb and I when we learnt this together, because um, we were level three when we first met. I think a really good way of approaching that is to say, hey, babe, you know, I've been working with my coach and she showed me this really cool model and basically go through like all of the different, you know, the qualities of the different places or whatever and what it's going to mean for your life if you do do this journey, right? And then I'd say, I've got this video. Do you want to have a watch with me? You know, it's a 10, 20-minute video. It's not very long. It explains all the different levels. And basically... If you've got it explained in, a, in the right way, what it'll explain is that, that level four, five is narcissistic personality disorder. Level three and below, level three is probably where I imagine a lot of your people might sit, maybe even level four. At that space, that's narcissistic traits, you know, and there's a big difference between the two. So when I was in my narcissistic relationship with my ex, there was a lot of like gaslighting behavior and a lot of like behavior where... I questioned myself or I'd find out that he was lying and then somehow he would make it all right again or, you know, like I was going a bit crazy is what I felt, you know. And logically I knew I should leave. Emotionally I felt so addicted to that relationship that it just kept on going back and back and back, you know. And that's when you know that it's a toxic relationship. Whereas in my relationship that I have now, when we met, we were at that level three And it wasn't that he never wanted to try or he wasn't, you know, there for me 110% or anything like that. It's just that sometimes he would think a little bit more about himself before he thought about me, you know, or he wouldn't really know how to deal with it. So 
he'd go like stone cold and quiet because he'd be sitting in his head going, I don't want to leave the room right now because I know that if I leave the room, you know, I'm going to create a bigger fight at the same time. You know, I don't really want to be sitting here. So he'd sit there and he'd just go really quiet on me. (laughs) So basically having the skills to go from three to two allowed us to then now be able to communicate. So now he'll actually say to me, okay, cool. I'm hearing what you're saying. I need some time in my man cave to process it. I'm like, awesome. Uh, When are you going to come back to me? Come back to you tonight or tomorrow or whatever it is. Great. You know, so we have the language around how to communicate that to each other, which is a very, very different feel. And the thing is, is this is, it's not just your relationship that this will impact. This impacts your business too, if you have one or your corporate career, whatever it is that you're doing. Because if you're sitting at that level three, four, five, then you're always looking for all the reasons why you're wrong. You know, all the reasons why you couldn't be doing this or somebody else could be right or trying to appease others or, you know, all of that sort of thing. Whereas if you're sitting at this level to one behavior, then it's like, no, I'm checking in with myself here. No, actually, I feel like that's right. Yeah. And at this level to one behavior, and I think kind of the other model that layers over the top of this is learning to be in your sacred masculine and feminine energy. Yes. So that sacred masculine and feminine energy is the energy of which I back myself. I have clear purpose and clear direction. That's the the sacred masculine. And then the sacred feminine is the creativeness, the intuitiveness, all of that sort of thing. Having the balance of those two things whereby, you know, in your business or in your relationship, you can go, no, I trust myself enough to know that that doesn't feel right to me. I'm going to push back a little bit. Or I'm going to make this decision despite the fact that that person's telling me it may not be a good choice. It's a whole new level of trust. And that's what that journey really does for you. That's why I'm so for it because it's so powerful. Beautiful. And it's trusting yourself and not relying on the other person so much. You know, I've been with my husband since I was 16. And um, so essentially we, we grew up together. We were, I just turned 16 as well and out of home by 17. And, you know, we went through all the things teenagers go through, Tried because I, I like experiences. So I didn't want to like just, I, I don't like boredom either. So I was out partying. He was off smoking weed in the garage, whatever. Like we were very, very, very different. And so that stone cold, like shutting down thing was very much him. And I was very much that push, push, poke, poke. And I actually relied on him like to be my Prince Charming to save me because that's kind of what I, you know, expected from him. And I expected him to give me the world. And I got really pissed off when he didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because now that makes logical sense, but I broke up with him. I went and did my own thing for two years, came back to him with no expectations but with trusting myself and again, with um, after I had my kids, I had a breakdown again, that choosing me and making that decision that you talked about with, if this rubber band snaps, if this is not going to make, and I'm not saying we were like high, I was definitely, oh, you're probably quite high. <laughs> Let's be real here. Probably quite high on that scale. Um, and, you know, I'd done a lot of work before I came to you. So you can imagine how, how high on the scale I truly was. I used to beat myself up continuously for not being good enough, trying to get approval from people around me. But, you know, the whole point of what I'm saying here is I came down that scale by choice. I chose, I can't show up on a platform and be all of me and be this voice like you're doing as well if I'm too needy, if I can't trust myself and my own knowing. So I invited him to come along and he chose to. 
And now I would say we're definitely level level two, level two to one. Like we just do our own thing <laughs> in a really healthy way. So I love the fact that just because your relationship isn't working, if you've got love, if you've got respect, I think as well as a huge one, yeah. and you're both willing to change, you can and you will. And because you don't turn into a relationship and it's perfect, you work on it to go, how can we contribute to each other? Just like friendships, like you said at the beginning, I had some shitty friends. So then I chose to get new ones who would back me. So it's having that kind of beautiful um, contribution to each other as well. So oh, that's so, so, so good. So all those women out there that are listening to this or males, because we can have narcissistic women as well. And maybe it's the males that are the codependent. If you are truly choosing you and you're trusting yourself and trusting the universe as well, like trusting and having faith that if you choose you and like Donna said, that internal, you know, that it will all land how it's supposed to. (sighs) It's just so good listening to you talk about the scale. (laughs) I think you actually, as you were talking, then you actually brought something up in my mind. One of the things that you mentioned is that you made this choice to go down the scale and you've you've come so far in business from the moment when we first met to now like you've just absolutely blown up and you are so radiant and so in your sacred feminine and masculine it's just epic to see I love it like it actually it lights me up because your success is my success you know in the sense that I helped you to get there so Mm -hmm. you know when I think of that like it just makes me so fucking happy and the really cool thing about this for you is that you having moved down the scale means that you can lead people even further. When you are only at, you know, kind of that level three, four or five, you can only lead people as far as you've gone. Whereas if you're in that level two, one space, you have more of ability to, to lead people at that space because you have done that journey, journey yourself and you have to have that level of emotional mastery to be able to lead people. You know, it's little things like, and this is a huge one that I see all the time, both personally and professionally, is like when somebody quote unquote criticizes you, and I say quote unquote criticizes you because when that happens, I find a lot of the time if you're level three and above, then it really gets to you. Yeah, it's like, oh, they criticize me. Oh my God, what have I done wrong? Is it me? Should I have done something different? They go into this over explanation of things and all this sort of thing as opposed to this very calm, balanced, relaxed, is that true? You know, did I have a part to play in this? If I did, cool, I'll own it. If I didn't, then I'm not going to take that on. That's not my stuff to take on, that's theirs. You know, that's more of a reflection of them than it is on me. You know, and that's just so calm and so freeing. And I think for a lot of people, they're not standing in that power of taking personal responsibility for one and then going, what is mine and what is not mine? And that's what being in this space of moving down the scale really gives you, you know, what's mine, not what's not mine. And when you're not tying yourself up in knots about, you know, the criticism of other people and that sort of thing, it's a lot more free. The energy around that is so much lighter, so much more expansive and so much more in a space where you can create more, which is why this is so important for every aspect of your life. It's such a holistic approach to every single thing of your life. And I love it. <laughs> Clearly, you can tell. One of the models I'm most passionate about. Oh, massive. When you when you taught me that, I was just and I've I've gone back to it so, so, so many times. It is just absolutely fascinating. I found that in friendships as well, as I shift and change, like my husband's amazing. He's just come with me. Um, when he realized that there was no other choice. 
<laughs> no, no, but he, he came with me and he, he's now, he, you know, since I've been working with you, he has quit his job to work with me because he believes and trusts me so much. And he's just like, wow. When I said, you know, I require Donna, I'm choosing Donna. She's going to be my coach. Da, 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 da. And he was like, okay, do whatever you have to do. And then I said, shall I re-sign with Donna? Cause you do it, you know, in contracts. And he goes, do you require it? And I said, um, and he goes, you know what? I think you just should. Like he didn't even let me answer. And it was like, well, what do you actually require in your business? You can be a coach. You can be a practitioner. You can be a mindset teacher, but you also require somebody to help you to hold that energetic container for you as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I just think it's absolutely fascinating. But what I was saying about friendships is as I've changed, my friendships have changed. My, I've had girlfriends that were very much like, um, and I remember talking to you about this, Donna, when we were coaching together, and I'd be like, I'm feeling guilty. They're telling me I'm a shit friend for not reaching out or for not making time for them or for not doing this. And I would feel so guilty. And I used to guilt give all the time and overexert myself and give myself away. But now, like, I just... I can't. <laughs> I just think these people have got these expectations of me. I have to be willing to be that shit friend if that's what that expectation is. So I found that my new friendships that have come in, they don't have the expectations and they, they desire to gift to me and I desire to gift to them. And we, we are a contribution to each other. So there's no motives, agendas or um, anything like that as well. So it, it is in every single area. Yeah. And you actually bring up a really great point there around you may not have realized this or not, but around addiction. Because if you think about it from a codependence perspective, if you're at that four or five level, which is I was at the four level where I was addicted to this relationship, you know, and so I had to wean off my addiction. But we can also be addicted to not just people but emotions as well, you know. So it sounds like for you, you were addicted to the guilt, Yeah. And this usually forms like quite early on in life, whereby maybe you've been made to feel guilty a lot of the time for wanting or speaking up or whatever it might be. Right. And so then we start to feel guilty for, you know, friends making us feel a certain way or partners make us feel a certain way or whatever it might be, or, you know, having to over deliver to clients. And if we haven't, then we feel guilty. You know, it's this addiction to this emotion. Right. So that's the other part that kind of comes into this is realizing what are the things that I'm addicted to? And really, really observing that. So a really cool way of doing this might be that you, you know, you notice yourself. So one of my go-to things that, well, used to be, it's not anymore, um, but one of my go-to things used to be a glass of wine if I'd had like a massive day. Like, because coaching, you're giving a lot of energy, a lot of love to that other person, right? And so there'd be days where I'd be like, I just need a bloody glass of wine, (laughs) you know, and I actually, my coach, you know, had actually said, you know, why is it that you want that glass of wine? And so what's the the feeling that you're looking for in that glass of wine? And so I had to actually stop myself and be like, well, what is it that I'm looking for? And I'm like, I'm looking for groundedness. I'm looking for stress relief. I'm looking for that, that sense of scatteredness to be, you know, brought back in again, which is what I felt like the wine gave me. So it's really important for us to be really aware of what is the addiction as well around that because that's a big part that kind of plays you know especially with the the codependent behaviors Uh, and also you know um the addiction of that drama cycle like I remember when you first said to me why are you making this so dramatic and like you say it always so nicely (laughs) and you're like I was like what do you mean and I was like 
you're like, what dramas are you addicted to here? Because it's an addiction drama thing. And I was like, oh my God. And when I started looking at that, like you told me to, I started going, you know, I went from having a weekly drama to a monthly drama to a three monthly drama. And now like, if like yesterday I had a bit of a, oh, stuff's happening. And I started like buying into a tiny bit of drama. And I was like, hang on, what am I doing here? What am I, I was just about to start another one. And instead I went, I'm going to go be a mermaid and have another bath. <laughs> And listen to one of my favorite podcasters, you know. <laughs> so it's quite interesting um, that w- what is that drama giving us? What is that addiction giving us? Like you just said, and uh, it's so interesting that whole wine thing because now when I drink wine, I'm like, oh, I feel a bit wonky. Like, why? I don't want to feel like this anymore because I actually like feeling me. Mm-hmm. And when we're trying to escape from ourselves rather than allowing us to have what we truly desire, which may be to be lazy lying down and watching Netflix or playing some, I know you like your Xbox or PlayStation games sometimes, (laughs) which, you know, that used to trigger me that stuff. But now I'm like, Hey kids, what are you playing on the Xbox? Can I have a tip? And it has a massive effect on everything. Mm. Absolutely everything. So I'm so sure this is so many people are going to have a lot of ahas. So we want to hear what your ahas are. In the show notes, we have got all of Donna's information on where you can find her, where you can follow her in her free group, her podcast, all that type of stuff. Um, so for what are three tips, Donna, that you have for women that are wanting and desiring to amplify their businesses and their lives? So, you know, when they're getting to these level threes, twos, ones, mm. <laughs> and they're like, you know, we've all got this soul mission and this this purpose and all these different things. And whether you're in business or not, it doesn't matter. It's all the same stuff. What would be the quickly, the three things that you would say about people following their dreams and their lives or in their businesses? Yeah. So the first thing I'd say is really start looking inwards. It really is an inside job. And I think that when we can really look at, you know, where we sit on this scale and we can look at healing into that sacred feminine masculine energy and learn where it came from and kind of just disown that from ourselves and kind of go, you know what, I learned all this stuff, but it's not actually mine. It's not who I am at my core. That's when you get to expand in both your business and your life. So that would be the first one that I'd say is really, really important. The second one I'd say is to look at who you're being So being has been huge in terms of being an energetic shift for things. So if I think about being, it's like you want to kind of think about what is it that you want in your life. So if you want a partner in your life or if you want new friendships in your life or whatever it might be, write down a list. And I actually did this and attracted my partner in the exact day a year later. Crazy. (laughs) But um, write down this list of like all the characters and attributes of these things and then check in with yourself. Am I being the energetic match for that? And the likelihood is is that you're not, you know, you're not showing up in the way that you know that you could. You're not being that person who gets up and goes, all right, cool. I'm going to do 10 minutes of meditation. I'm going to go for a walk. Or, you know, if you could catch the train or walk to work, I'm going to walk to work instead of catch the train, you know, or just how you show up with other people, you know, um, being very aware of that. Like if you can get into that energetic frequency of being that before you are that, before you have that physical thing showing up, guarantee that physical thing will show up. It has been magic in my life. (laughs) Um, So that would be the second thing. And the third thing I'd say is stop making it about you. So (laughs) make it about other people. And that's for everything. Like I said, Caleb and I do relationship coaching, you know, and one of the things that we always have to say to people is that you're not treating that person the way you did in the beginning, because in the beginning you made it all about them and they made it all about you and it worked really bloody well. And you're not doing that anymore. 
It's the same when it comes to business. You know, make it about them. You know, be really giving because they will come back to you. Guarantee it. You know, if you can be giving in all of those areas of life within reason, of course, you know, being very aware that you're not doing it to the detriment of yourself. That's the healthy version of that. That's the sacred feminine version of that. You know, you will always receive back. And I feel like that's part of the reason both you and I and Victoria have the lives that we have, you know, because we create such ripple effects in people's lives. You know, we give and we teach and we're the healing space for people. And because of that, it creates ripple effects in their lives. They might tell a friend about it. It creates ripple effects in their lives. And then because of all of that, we're always taken care of. And so I think, you know, stop making it about you. Take a bit of, you know, personal responsibility, step up, be that person, you know, who has the thing that you want to have, even if you don't have it yet. And start focusing, you know, on how you can give to the world, knowing that you will always be taken care of. There's my three things. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's so interesting because when you're saying like, be that version of who you truly want to be or desire to be, it's so funny because I'm just seeing all these people going, I know who I am truly. If you took them into a meditation Mm -hmm. of who they truly are, then they come back and then they go, oh, but look, I've got the empty bank accounts, the shitty relationship, I'm needy, I'm a bitch, I'm a this, I'm a that, and all of these things. And they start, it's like they do a list Mm -hmm. and they go, but that's not true. So, you know, what you're saying is start being it and then you are it. It's so, it's actually that simple, but people get this whole imposter syndrome. But the truth is, everything was a thought. Have I sitting here with my bloody electric desk that my, <laughs> my husband, who's a geek, bought? I've got two screens. I've got this. I'm in a new home. And it was only a year ago, or at least, that I was saying to you, hey, Donna, I'm having a new home. I can't afford coaching because X, Y, and Z. And what I loved about you, which is what you just said about both of us and our personality types and whatnot, is you were like, hey, Victoria, and you overgave, not overgave, but you gave to me mm-hmm. and you showed me that you truly cared. You made it about me, not you, not getting the sale. And I literally came to you and said, hey, how do I work with you? Because you have just helped me so much on your Facebook Live. Then you you actually voice messaged me. And like, I'm not saying you overgave, but you gave enough for me to feel like, oh my gosh, she can hear me. And that's what I like to do with people as well. And as long as we're not overgiving, like you said, to the detriment of ourselves, when we're giving ourselves away, um, it's being that invitation to go, I'm over here and I can help you if you choose it. Mm-hmm. Making it so much larger than about, it's not about the money. It's not about the um, I need this or that or need to prove something is about this is who I am. This is who I be. This is what I'm choosing. I'm going to continue to grow. And hey, you can come with me on the journey if you choose it, but you must choose because now I've got thousands in the bank, not minus thousands like I had. Um, well, I still have a mortgage and whatnot, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I remember saying to you, how am I going to pay you? And you said, and like I said to my clients, choose first and trust and know that if it's aligned, it will all come. Mm-hmm. Have that faith. Do your 50 and show up and, you know, really do lean back. Have some faith that what you're choosing, like you said, I'm always looked after. I jumped and you did a big jump. You did like your trifecta. <laughs> you jumped so far and then, you know, here you are in New Zealand, so close, maybe not by choice because of the COVID thing, but <laughs> so close and it's snowed today and you're getting married this week and all your dreams have come true because you follow that internal, this is me, not this. What am I going to do about it? There is some structure and strategy that has to be put into changing and shifting. 
And that's what I love about you is you've got that beautiful mixture of energy, mindset, and structure. Thank you. So I just feel I just feel like complimenting you again and again, probably because you helped save my life now. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Awesome. Thank you so much, my love. This is so much amazingness right here. So how can we find you? Where can our listeners find you so they can get more value from you? Yeah, so there's three spots you can find me, either on Facebook. So I've got a Facebook group called Amplify Her. You can add me as a friend on Facebook if you want. Um, you can find me on Instagram or you can find my podcast. So either Amplify Her or Donna Lassar. If you look up either of those two things, you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> um, I've also got on my website some, um, if you have a look at, there's a section called freebies. You can jump on there and grab some freebies if you want. So yeah, those are the kind of the, the spaces in which you can find me and hang out. So many free resources. It is just absolutely phenomenal. And I also just want to add in before we go, you know, this is why we do the things that we do, why we do the free podcast, why we have the free groups, why we have um, all these ways, the freebies. You've got freebies on your website. Like how phenomenal is that? And we do this and you do this so you can have that voice. You can help people get to those next levels. So then they can get to that point if they if they're choosing to do more in their life to follow their dreams and their passions and um without the platform to do that without the success and the growth and the going down that um that code arc scale these things wouldn't have been as possible or as easy to have this reach so that's why you do it that's it yeah it's so exciting thank you very much for having me today it's been a real honor and especially because you know we are no longer working together anymore like I get to just hang out with you as a peer now and it's really fun so <laughs> thank you for having me on and I think when when, when we were ending our contract our last contract and I said I can't live without you and I was, <laughs> that little code of pen I was like well I can but I was like but I don't want to and you said but you don't have to and I was like oh. <laughs> so now you're on my podcast being interviewed what else is possible Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check out Donna. She's got amazing things always coming out. She's always on doing Facebook lives and podcasts and all the juiciness. And she is getting married. So make sure that you do follow Donna Lissa. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. Thank you for having me. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for joining the Release Your Blocks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. So please leave a review and tell me what your favorite takeaway from today was. There is so much more from where this came from. You can also find me at Holistic Energy Shifting on Facebook, where you can find more content, more coaching, and more guidance. Have a grand and glorious day, and I'll see you next time.